ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. With Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, June 4th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're with us on this Tuesday. Coming up this hour, going to hear from David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. He is our baseball expert when it comes to minor league baseball. And, of course, we're going to update from him. We'll get your phone calls in later on as possible. You can join us by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And, of course, every day our phone lines brought to you by Miller Lite. So you can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines. And we do, of course, appreciate hearing from you. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we got some things to get into. We'll get into baseball in a few minutes with David, and we'll, we'll lighten the mood up on the show. But yesterday, I really didn't get a chance to talk about a couple of things. Of course, yesterday we were at the Union Pub and Grill. Got a chance to catch up with Jim Birmingham, former Huntington Blizzard player. Um, he hasn't been in town for several years, and it was just good catching up with him and reliving some memories with him. Of course, didn't get an opportunity to really talk about a couple of things. First of all, Chris Parker. So he's on the ballot. He's got an opportunity to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. If he can get in, that's an amazing honor for him. One of my favorite players. Because really, heard football. I mean, he was in that time frame. I guess I can still say I was growing up, even though. I was in college at that point, but still, he was one of those guys that I looked to as being a big part of when I was just a student, when I was just a fan of Marshall football. But he is on the 2020 ballot for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. So think to yourself, where does Chris Parker rank all time as far as Marshall's concerned? Where would you rank his importance? When you talk about Marshall players, you come up with the same few guys. You come up, of course, with Chad Pennington. His name always comes up. You come up with Randy Moss. Always comes up. Byron Lefwich. You you talk about him. I talk about a guy like Michael Payton. I talk about him because Michael was there when it was really a new time for herd football. This was Marshall winning a championship. So I talk about him. And you got to talk about Chris Parker. You talk about a Troy Brown. But I think you got to talk about Chris Parker a lot just because what he was able to do and was able to accomplish as a Marshall football player. So keep that in your well, keep that in the back of your mind. Where do you rank him? Where do you think he falls? And we talk about the Mount Rushmore all the time. You know that mythical mountain that we keep putting together of the all-time greats. Who goes on that Mount Rushmore? Who goes on that Mount Rushmore? Do you you put a Chris Parker up there? And I think if he gets inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, I think that rubber stamps his pass. You can't not put him in. If you're putting together the mythical, how many figureheads are going to put on this Mount Rushmore? If you limit it to four, and everybody's going to come up with their own list. But where do you put him? 
in that all-time great pantheon of Marshall players who meant something, who were significant. I remember Sonny Randall all the time having something funny to say about Chris Parker. Just give Chris Parker the ball and watch him go. And that's what we did. We watched Chris Parker. He got the ball, and he just went. So we'll talk about that. Come up with a list. Online, you can find me socially by following me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan, and I look forward to hearing your responses there. Okay. The other thing, I just want to address it briefly. Uh, I really don't know everything, all the ins and outs of it. I know enough, but what I will say is um, Rick McCann, no longer part of the Herald-Dispatch. And I understand what he must be going through, or at least I have an understanding of what he might be going through. Because, again, I've had a position eliminated before. A lot of us have had our positions eliminated for whatever reason. And it's not for me to get into any of the reasons why he might have had his position eliminated. But with the acquisition of more properties and HD Media owning the the Charleston paper, and you've got staffs that are kind of redundant in their eyes as far as we've got this person doing this and we've got duplication of services, whatever their reasons may be, Rick McCann, close to retirement, no longer a part of the staff of the Herald-Dispatch. And if you follow his co-workers, you follow the guys like Grant Trailer, Tim Stevens, if you follow those guys, you know how they feel, and I think they put it in better words than I possibly can because they saw the guy day to day. I love Rick McCann. I really did. Still do. He's not gone. He's just not the Herald Dispatch. But he get mad at me sometimes, and I knew he wasn't mad at me for long. He'd just get mad at me. And it was just funny afterwards uh, that, okay, I don't want to do whatever I'm doing because I don't want to make Rick McCann mad at me. He was the only guy in the media biz that I didn't want to get mad at me just because he would tell you how he felt. He'd tell you where his mind was. He'd give you a piece of it sometimes. Or uh, he wasn't afraid to express himself. But at the same time, uh, he was a very thoughtful person to to talk to. He was very knowledgeable. Uh, He's seen a lot. He's done a lot. He put... A lot of time, energy, effort, heart, and soul into the sports department at the Herald-Dispatch. And I think the responses from his uh, co-workers, his colleagues, people who've worked with him, who have um, been with him for a long time, I think those are definitely uh, signs of that. But I didn't want to go too long without at least acknowledging the fact that, yeah, you hate seeing this go. You hate seeing these guys go. I hated seeing Doug Smock go. I really hated seeing a guy who had been on the beat for a long time, who had a a voice and had an opinion. Sometimes you agreed with it, sometimes you didn't. But it was there, it was a different voice, it was a different perspective. Sure, could Doug maybe say something, write something that would get on your nerves or tick you off or make you mad or why isn't he saying uh, nice things? You know, Doug was... Doug was giving you his thoughts, his opinions, and he was covering the herd beat and did a great job, and I hated seeing his position go. Same thing with Rick. Going to hate to see his position go. He's seen a lot of Marshall basketball. He's seen a lot of Marshall sports over the years. He's been there a long time, so you, you hate seeing that. And that's not to say that the people who are um, going to be taking over, whatever the roles may be, aren't going to do a great job. You know, I don't know who's going to cover the basketball beat for Marshall. If it's Grant Trailer, we're good. He does a fantastic job in what he does. So 
you know, you'd hate to see a Rick McCann leave, but you know that people who work with Rick will do a good job following in his footsteps, who learn from him, who have worked with him. So I'm not concerned there, but I am concerned from a standpoint that you're losing some voices. You're losing really – I'm not saying that the voices you have now are not good. I'm saying more is always better, more voices. More voices are always better, be it dissenting, be it agreeing, be it different perspectives. You always want to have more voices. You want to have a lot of media cover your sports team. You don't want to have a situation where you just have one one guy covering your team. You got the television stations, they're going to do what they do. And then you've got newspaper. So right now you're going to have one beat reporter probably per sport or one beat reporter covering multiple sports. I don't know. He said, I'm not on the inside of the situation. but, And you've got right now at least um, still a distinct voice with uh, Chuck Landon, who is uh, serving as a columnist for the Herald-Dispatch and lends a, a unique perspective. You might agree with him. You might disagree with him. But at least uh, there's a voice there that is covering your team and covering you know, your sport, covering your beat, whatever you want to say. So just wanted to... Just say, hey, you know, if Rick's listening, if anybody knows Rick, because um, Rick still doesn't have a cell phone. I talked to Woody Woodrum today, and Woody was telling me I'm going to check in with him, but i, I got to find him because, um, after all, he doesn't have a cell phone. And Woody said, at least I have a phone, which is true. Woody actually has a phone. It's not modern, but it, at least it does connect to a cellular network, and I can talk to him. And just uh, going to miss Rick. So, uh, yeah, we'll see him around. I'll find him. We'll talk to him, but uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm not sure that um, there isn't going to be a chasm for a while, and rightfully so. It, it sucks to see the guy go. It does, and a lot of people miss him, so that means he did a great job. Because if uh, you go and they don't care, then yeah, maybe you didn't leave an impact you thought you did. Uh, the guy's gone, and people care, so he did definitely leave a mark. All right. David Kahn's going to join us next from the West Virginia Power. We'll talk to him about Power Baseball later on. Keep thinking, where does Chris Parker rank in your all-time pantheon of herd greats? We'll talk about that when we continue. Also, David Kahn coming up next here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some of the best times you ever had probably started at Huntington's Premier Bar, the Union Pub and Grill. Because Herb and the gang have been serving up ice-cold beer and great food in the Tri-State for more than 36 years. Open Monday through Saturday, 4 till late, happy hour 4 to 7, with a complete kitchen that serves from 5 to 1. And you can watch all the games on one of the Union's 10 TVs. So stop by after work, join all your friends, and wind down at the Union Pub and Grill. 1125 4th Avenue, home of the Southern Bell. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, June 4th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines, as always, brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite holds true great taste. Only 96 calories. The original light beer. It's a pleasure to welcome to the program now. He has uh, become a friend of the show, a consummate professional. Yeah, even easy for me to say. He is a professional broadcaster calling baseball games in the capital city 
of Charleston, West Virginia. He is David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. It was easy for me to say that, wasn't it? Definitely easy for me to say that. How are you doing? You good? <laughs> I am. I'm good. I'm. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, we uh, we're in Hickory, North Carolina. Beautiful weather right now, and uh, we're uh, we're heading down the home stretch. How's the road trip been so far? Not just not just winning and losing, but just the road trip because some of these are better than others. Yeah, you're right, and, and this is actually a really good road trip. Uh, I guess for me personally, uh, my parents actually came to Asheville um, and uh, took me to the Biltmore, so uh, so that was cool. Um, I'd never been there before. I feel like I've been there and done it though, so I think it, I feel like it was a one and done thing. Very cool opportunity, but uh, that was that was really cool and good to see the family as well. Um, and then Hickory is always one of my favorite places to come just because I have a, a few friends that are on staff here and, and the hotel's in a good location. There's a lot of good restaurants and there's this one bakery called the Cornerstone Bakery that I always like to go to in Hickory. And, uh, I, I got to go there today. So, so life is good right now, Paul. David Connor, guest from the West Virginia Power. So let's catch up on what's happening with the power now. I know we're getting close to the All-Star Game, and that's going to be a big thing happening soon. But we're also counting down. We've got four days and 43 minutes until, as, as, of, the, as of the airing of this program live on this Tuesday, June 4th at 521 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or Eastern Daylight Time, four days, 43 minutes until 15 years of the power. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, we are having... Our 15 years of the power celebration on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, our friends at Appalachian Power are helping us put that on, and we're uh, we're giving away a player canvas giveaway. Uh, actually, that my assistant Kyle designed. Uh, looks really nice. Uh, the first 1,000 fans are going to get uh, their hands on that canvas giveaway, and uh, we're actually revealing each of the 15 players that are on that canvas giveaway throughout the week on social media on Twitter and on Facebook at WV underscore power or WV power baseball for Facebook. Um, and you can see who's going to be on the canvas that you're going to have a chance to get on Saturday, but we're really excited. You know, this is the 15th year of power baseball and we're really trying to, to, you know, bring everything full circle, kind of look back in the past and bring it into the present, look towards the future as well, a little bit with the draft going on right now with the Mariners. Uh, and uh, we're, we're trying to, you know, basically this is one of our, our top promotions of the year. We're going to, we're really looking forward to it. Of course, then following after that, we got the All-Star game. The All-Star just announced today the power has four. Clay Chandler, Dyson Arias, Brian Paul, and Jake Anchia are the four power All-Stars, and all of them very well-deserving. How important was that to be able to have representation, not just on the team, but multiple players, not just one, several players? Well, it was very important. Uh, last year, actually, when Greensboro hosted the game, they only had one player, and that's just they just didn't have as good of a team as uh, as they do this year. Um, but uh, you know, we we had a really good group of guys this year that have started well. Obviously, you know, not included in that list, a fifth quote unquote All Star would be Jared Kelnick. Uh, he would have gotten an All Star nod if he was not promoted to Modesto. So Power really had five, if you want to be technical about it. Um, but uh, no, it's very, very important because obviously we're hosting the game. We want to show off our team and our players in our city, and and the fact that we have four guys, including our ace, our you know arguably the best catcher in the South Atlantic League, and two really dominant relievers is a good you know showcase of of what our team has been like in the first half. 
It's also important because you're trying to entice fans to come out. This isn't a normal game. This is an all-star game, and it's great that Charleston's able to host and the power are going to be a major part of this. But fans, you know how fickle they are. Okay, yeah, great. The all-star game's here, and uh, we're not doing so good. So thankfully the power actually have uh, held up their part of the bargain. Yeah, they certainly have, and, and fans are going to be really excited to come out and see Clay Chandler pitch. He's been so exciting to, to watch all year long. Uh, obviously, Jake Angie has been a mainstay behind the plate, and he started to hit really well, too, uh, hitting his eighth home run of the season, which leads the team among active players. Uh, he hit it last night here in Hickory, and it was a golf shot. Uh, basically, it was like when you hit one off the tee, and you hear all of a sudden the crowd just starts clapping immediately. It was like one of those shots where you, uh, you knew it was gone from the word go. Uh, he, he's feeling really good at the plate right now, and uh, we certainly hope he's going to be in the home run derby too so he can show off that power. Uh, and then we've got Dyson Arias, who hasn't given up an earned run since April 25th, and Brian Paul, who's just been such a stellar reliever and is honestly one of the most stand-up guys you'll ever meet. Uh, so, again, like it, it's a good representation of our team, and uh, and we're certainly looking forward to having all those guys show off, and we're looking forward to having everyone on the, the All-Stars be in Charleston because it's going to be a great game. we got a lot of top prospects out there. We got a lot of big time names. We got most of the league leaders in the South Atlantic League and all the categories there. Uh, It's really going to be a fun game, a fun event. I'm looking forward to it. For maybe those who need a refresher, whatever, what all is going to happen? What are the other some of the events that are maybe tied into this? I know you got the game itself, but uh, what are the power doing to try to maybe make this more than just a game? Make this sort of a, a couple of days an event. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start Monday, June 17th. Uh, we've got Fan Fest Monday evening at Haddad Riverfront Park. Uh, we've got a autograph session with all the players. We're actually designing an all-star uh, roster poster that the players will have that they will sign for you. Now, you are allowed to bring your own additional merchandise if you if you would like, but we ask you limit it to one or two additional items just so we can keep the line moving. So all the fans can come get the autograph starting at 530. You know, it's open for fans to come on in, and we're not going to charge them. Um, and then we've also got uh, a concert with Western his own, the Davidson Brothers Band, at 7 o'clock on the Show and Bomb stage uh, at Haddad Riverfront Park. So we're kind of making our own version of Live at the Levy on Monday night. Uh, it's part of Festival, who's also celebrating their 15th year in existence this year. So that worked out very well for both of us. Uh, so they're helping us put on that concert. And uh, that's going to be a great Monday to just kick off all the All-Star festivities. On Tuesday, uh, gates are going to open at 5 o'clock. We've got the uh, tailgate party coming at 5 p.m. Uh, we're going to have live music. DJ Actright uh, is going to be DJing during the tailgate party, the derby, and leading up to the game. We've also got uh, drink specials. We've got a photo contest going on. We, we've got so much. We've got a couple of giveaways. Uh, when you walk through the gates, the first 1,000 fans will get an all-star game branded tumbler. And, Paul, I mean, I'm telling you, this tumbler is incredible. Like, it, is, it is the top-notch tumbler that you're going to want to get. Uh, when you come through the gates at the All-Star Game. And then we've also got another giveaway to give out at the tailgate party. Um, And then after that, 6 o'clock is the Derby and 7.35, first pitch of the All-Star Game. And uh, what a game it's going to be. You know, I would ask for one of those tumblers, but it's probably going to be in the same place that my cowbell and my media credentials (laughs) are, uh, lost in the mail. (laughs) Wait, wait. Yo, Mike, you still haven't gotten those? I have not gotten them. I am not joking oh. either. Either they've arrived here and they've been co-opted, or they just haven't arrived. 
All right, well, well here, I'll, I'll make you a deal. Uh, come down to Appalachian Power Park, and I'll hand them to you in person. That way they can't get lost in the mail. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, along with my, my tumbler from Segra. Yes, yes, indeed, your, your Segra tumbler. We'll, we'll have to work on that, too. But, yeah, come come down to the ballpark and get a, get away from Huntington for a little bit, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you have all you need. Okay, load me down <laughs> here. Uh, aren't you just proud of me I didn't call it Sega? Segra? Sega? Yes. Yes, I, I I almost called it uh, Sega the first time I saw the name, uh, and then I saw the R in the contract, and I was like, oh, I, I can't make that mistake because uh, they they are our title sponsor of the All Star Game, and we are uh, we're glad to be working with those guys, and, and, and they were help, they were uh, kind enough to help sponsor a giveaway as well, and uh, it's been a great partnership, and you know we're we're really glad that everything's kind of coming to fruition. I mean, we're uh, we're two weeks away, Paul. It's it's, it's go time. Does it kill this thing or make it harder that it's midweek? It's Tuesday. You're having your All Star Game on Tuesday. Does that? No, hurt? I mean it's been a it's been a Tuesday for yet yeah, forever. I yeah, mean, but it, does, it, does it, it hurt though? The fact that it's here. Here's our All Star Game. It's on Tuesday. No, I, I really don't think so. I mean, it's an All Star Game. It's got enough hype on its own. People are people have marked this on their calendars. And here's the thing: there's nothing really else going on on that Tuesday. Like what 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 else is happening? Uh, you know the. Hockey is going to be over. Uh, college baseball, I'm pretty sure, is either done or, or are basically done by that point. The NBA Finals are going to be over. You have nothing else to possibly do besides come to Charleston, West Virginia, and see the South Atlantic League All Star Game. It's the hottest ticket in town, and, and we've got a you know we've got a ton of great uh, opportunities of people that are going to be coming in. We've got some stuff we're going to release in the next couple weeks that's going to be even more enticing for why you should be in town. Plus, you get to see the, ne- the next best uh, you know major league stars. Uh, from all the different teams around the league. I mean, for the baseball fans out there, uh, this is the mecca of a season. So I, I don't think being on Tuesday hurts at all. David Connor, guest from the West Virginia Power. So the, with the All-Star game coming up quickly, how do you keep the focus on just trying to finish strong the power right now? Not where they want to be, 15 and a half back. So unless uh, some major miracles happen here in the next couple of weeks, uh, you're looking at what 10, 15 back, depending on what the other teams do. Yeah, I mean we're out of the playoffs for the first half. That's already been decided. So, so it's not necessarily looking, you know, to to do anything besides maybe play spoiler for Delmarva or Hickory, who we still play in the first half. Uh, but I think right now, honestly, all the power are looking to do is just finish strong. I mean, you, you had that really bad May after a really hot April, you know, the second best start in team history, and then you look at May and you're like, ooh, like what happened? So. Uh, you're just trying to finish strong in June and gain some momentum for the second half because I don't think we're going to lose too many guys into the second half. We might lose a couple. Like, I think Chandler might go, and, and Dias and Arias might have seen his last days in a power uniform as well. But uh, maybe Anchia, too. But I, I, besides those guys, I don't think anybody else will be getting a bump to Modesto in the second half. I could be wrong, uh, and, and those guys could stay as well. But uh, I think this team has, has built a good relationship together. They've started to gel a little bit more, and, and once they find the offensive consistency that they had in the first month of the season, uh, this seems to be very dangerous. David Connor, guest from the West Virginia Powers. So, power on the road, trying to get back home. And um, I know that's got to be really a must. Just get this road trip over with. Let's just get back home now. You're, I'm sure you're at that point. I, I mean, yes and no. It, it, it's not necessarily that they don't like being uh, on the road. It, it's just it's more comfortable to be at home, and, and they play better at home this year. Overall, you know, they've got above 500 record at home. They're 17 and 11 versus being 11 and 18 on the road. So, uh, yes, I mean, they, they sure they'd love to be back home, but 
uh, at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's that big uh, of a change to come back home, besides the fact they love playing at that ballpark and they love playing in front of their home fans. Um, and, you know, I mean, being at home is always nice. And it, it is interesting that with the All-Star game this year that we end up uh, ending the first half and starting the second half on the road. That's a little peculiar. But, uh, hey, I mean, that's how the schedule is rolled out, and we're going to roll with it. I was going to ask, no breaks for the All-Star host because you're at Hagerstown for four after your wrap-up against Delmarva on the 12th. Then you've got Monday off, technically. All-Star game on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, technically off, but no. Tuesday All-Star game. Wednesday, probably travel day for you as Lakewood is on the 20th. And then you're on the road for, well, seven more. So you're on the road Uh for four. Quick stop home so you can wave at the all-star uh, crowd, then back on the road for seven. Yeah, yeah, South Atlantic yeah. League doing, doing good things for this uh, West Virginia power team here. Yeah, it's it's not ideal, Paul. Uh, we'll, we'll save the leaves for that. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's how the schedule was rolled out, and we're going to roll with it. Um, I do know that uh, I will be asleep on that bus, eight-and-a-half-hour bus ride from uh, West Virginia to Lakewood on the 19th. Uh, I assume we're probably going to leave later than normal. Uh, normally, we leave for that around 9 a.m. Uh, I would say we, if we leave before noon, I'll be shocked. Um, so I will be sleeping the entire way. And I will have my phone off, and I will not want anyone to talk to me for the next eight and a half hours while I can try and catch up on sleep after two days where I will be running around like crazy. But I'm very much looking forward to the All-Star game. You know, after it's all over, it's going to be like a euphoric drop-off where – you know, I'm going to be running on adrenaline for the last probably uh, 24 hours of it all, and then it'll be over, and I'll just kind of decompress and pass out. Um, but uh, it'll, it'll be good, and uh, then I'll wake up, and we'll be in Lakewood, and it'll be time for the second half. They should just hermetically seal you, and then... Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I need a bubble. Open you up. Here he is. Here's refreshed David. Do you have, maybe have, like, a, an oxygen chamber you could uh, no. <laughs> install on the bus? What do you think this is? No. Come on, you mean yeah, no. you, you mean you could get some no Apple Watch and power money to put into the bus? <laughs> no, that the bus company is is, is not is not related to Apple Watch and power. It's Pioneer Trails, and they do a great job. They have great buses. Uh, they're very comfortable. They have Wi-Fi, so I mean, you know, it, 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 it's nice buses, but uh, no, no oxygen tanks on the bus. Think of it. You guys could be. Minor league baseball leaders in that realm of having oxygen chambers in your bus. I mean, honestly, all I would all I would like on the bus is for sleep, is to have a sleeper car. That'd be great. <laughs> because as much as I try and sleep on a bus, it's not always that successful. See, I'm surprised you don't have the bus and then the David Kahn Pursuit SUV that's right behind it. I mean, I wish, but I someone else would have to drive the car. That's fine, right? You have staff. Uh, yeah, but I, I I can't ask the coaches to do that. That that that's a no go. And so I, I'm not sure who else would do it. My I, as much as my assistant Kyle loves to drive, one I can't take him on every trip with me, and, and two uh, I'm not going to force him to do that. There are a couple of trips that I do drive myself, but then again, I also can't sleep during those because I'm driving a vehicle. Okay, fair enough. David Connor, guest. <laughs> I'm trying to help him out here. Um, you're not using your intern properly. Uh, no, I, I, I do. I, I try not to overwork him. He, he does a lot for me, and, uh, and and he does a great job. So I, I try not to to make make Kyle get uh, too overworked. He also uh, he also calls NASCAR races for uh, Texas Motor Speedway. 
Um, so he's actually heading off to do that uh, during the first few games of this homestand. Uh, so that'll be cool for him, and uh, I'm trying to let him uh, get some prep in for the race this weekend. Okay, so uh, he's in Texas this weekend. Yes, he'll be in Texas Thursday through Saturday, and then he's back Sunday. Okay, and this is Kyle the intern. Well, Kyle, Kyle Yeoman's my, my broadcast partner and assistant, and I, I don't like using the word intern because he, he does so much more than what a normal intern does. So, so I call him my assistant. Okay, so Kyle the intern <laughs> is uh, working for MRN Radio, correct? Uh, Texas Motor Speedway, just a, just an internet stream. It's not on the radio. Okay, so all right, so he's he's working for the the he's streaming the game. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll talk off air. Um, I know some folks are going to be at that that speedway, so we'll talk, okay. We'll talk off all air. Right. I was going to see. Okay. If, yeah, see if I can help the boy out. Oh, okay, good. He'll love that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, send me, Yeah, get his. Yeah, we'll we'll do this off air. We get his. Get him. Uh, yeah, get some contact information to me and. Uh, okay, I'll I'll send his number your way. Yeah, we can. Um, we'll introduce him to uh, MRN's very own Jason Toy. Oh man. Okay. Well, maybe he might even know Jason. Honestly, yeah. he, he, he's he's from Texas. He's been around Texas for a good while, so he might actually know Jason. Well, Jason's a Florida boy who. Um, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, but he's he's done a lot of NASCAR stuff yeah. already, so he might have just okay. Jason All right, we'll we'll hook those two up together because, well, uh, if you want to make it big in NASCAR racing, you got to know Jason Toy. Uh, yeah, I mean you're not wrong, and and I know next to nothing about NASCAR, and I know Jason, so. <laughs> and I, mean, I have to be nice. I have correct. to be nice to Jason for the next several days because, well, you know he um, he saved the show yesterday so i gotta be nice to him oh, okay yeah i gotta be nice all to right him. well yeah you, I, I thought you were gonna say because he, he's a he's like a blues fan or something like that oh uh, he, he gives not a care he, he oh, does not okay. care about our particular battle or particular war by the way uh now that you mention that it's 2-2 the uh, stanley cup yep. here uh, i didn't talk about it earlier in the show because well i knew this segment was coming up and You've got one supporter on your side, our receptionist, who's a front runner like you. She's a big New New England Patriots fan, so you know obviously. Okay. A, All right. Well, our, she's my favorite person in your office. Yeah, now. probably. She's a big front runner like you, and okay. she doesn't even care about hockey. But now she's rooting for Boston because it's Boston. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> it's two two. You, I mean, you, you thought this would be over by now. You know, you did. You thought it'd be over. I did not say no. I didn't. Say that I didn't. I, if I recall right, I just said the Bruins are going to win. I didn't say what game. Okay. All right. So your predictions come true. They have won. They just haven't uh, won <laughs> all the games. No, yet. I said they'd win the series. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. We got I, we hey, got two more it, games it, it, minimum. They're going. They're going they, yeah, you got two more games minimum. I honestly, this will probably go seven. But the the Bruins, if I recall, have home ice advantage, right? That means nothing if they lose game five. I, no, I'm aware of that. Thank you, but uh, they they will game seven would be in Boston, correct? You won't get to game seven because they're going to get uh, beat the next two games. It's not going to happen. They're they... relevant to my question. If if game seven, if necessary, would be in Boston, correct? Uh, your question is moot because it's not going to be necessary. It's going to be over. But yes, oh. okay, game okay, seven's so in yes. Boston, so the Thanks. agony of defeat will be even greater as Boston <laughs> goes down. On home ice, game seven in front of all those Bostonians. God, I can't wait for the show that we do after Boston wins, and I can just rub it in your face. I don't care. I'm after it's over. I'm back to being a Rangers fan. Okay, it's over. <laughs> well, you should love that we're in Hickory then. I'm, oh, you're talking about New York Rangers? Yeah, just kidding. I'm. I'm seriously here. I'm. I'm just. I picked them up for the Stanley Cup. They're the only team left that applies. I can apply the Gretzky rule to. 
Well, I, look, it's fine. I, I, I get it. But I, look, when the Bruins win, just, I'm just going to tell you, like I said two weeks ago, I told you so. All right. Okay. We'll find out what happens. <laughs> do, do. We got three, four games potentially. Yeah. You know, this is going to be our po- it's going to be our podcast. We're going to talk about hockey, things that, you know, you don't follow as closely as I do. And Yeah, well, that's going to make it easier for you, and then I just get to get mad at you, which is what everyone wants to hear anyway. No, just, just you. Just you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, I thought we were friends. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, no, we are. We are. We that, are. that hurt. That really hurt. <laughs> How did that hurt? I, I was getting mad at you. Everybody <laughs> wants you to get mad at me, so what are you, what are you trying to say? Not, not, I did nothing about you. David our guest from the West Virginia Power. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll have you back next week. We'll do this all over again. Uh, David, of course, dictates his own schedule. He just texts me. He <laughs> announces what time he wants to come on, and then I say yes. <laughs> hey, I say I put a question mark in there. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me, fi- let me find this text here, and i I got I to gotta screen this thing. It's like, um, like tomorrow at 5.15, question mark. Won't be able to do it yeah. Wednesday. Well, yeah, because we're on the bus. We, I can't get into this, the semantics of this with uh, with our team on the bus. They're gonna they're gonna rip me the rest of the way. Trust me, don't worry. We've had this conversation with your predecessor as well, so it's all good. Oh, okay. All like, right. No, well, I can't talk. Cra- yeah. I can't talk you know, trash about these guys uh, while I'm on the bus. Right, okay. and so I, I I did put a question mark though, like I said. I left the option of open to you, and you said yes. So you're the one who's confirming it. Uh, no, I replied, well, fine then. Yeah, well, I've learned that you never reply just yes. You always have a, a quip to send back to me, which is fine. Okay. I totally understand. Fair. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power, WVPower.com. Don't forget to get your tickets for the All-Star Game because, well, you got to get that Segra Tumbler. It's the prize. <laughs> yes, it's the jewel. It's the, it's the ultimate giveaway. Uh, it is pretty sweet, though. First thousand it fans is. get that. Oh, come on, two thousand man, get another thousand here. Get it. Make sure everybody gets it. First thousand. All right, first thousand. All star game giveaway uh, presented by not Sega Segra. <laughs> David, All right, David Con, our guest, West Virginia Power. We'll talk soon, buddy. See you, Paul. That is David Kahn. Yeah, I knew the show was going to get off rails. I kind of designed it that way sometimes. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. It's June 4th, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour. Miller Lite, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, you remember a few days ago, Mike Hamrick released a letter to the Herd fans. Did it on social media. It was also on HerdZone.com, Marshall's official website, talking about all the things that are coming up, what the Thundering Herd needs out of the fans to help move the program forward, talking about all the successes, and alluding to a football series that will be announced soon. Well, today, uh, and it's been confirmed by the Herald-Dispatch, that Marshall is going to be playing Army. It's a home-and-home agreement for the 2025 and 2026 season. So, in football terms, it's almost right around the corner. 
So Army's going to visit Jones C. Edwards Stadium on August 30th of 2025, and then Marshall's going to return the trip to West Point on October 10th, 2026. Now, Marshall and Army, they've played before, and one of the most memorable games in herd football history. You remember Marshall goes to Army, Randy Moss leaps over 11 players, it seems like, and Marshall is off and running in Division One. Of course, you know, West Virginia previously starting off the Thundering Herd re, uh, reemergence in 1A football, Division One, and then Marshall plays Army, and the rest is history. Randy Moss has one of the greatest highlights of all time. Well, that's something that is going to be pretty special, I think, to have the service academies come in. You're going to have Army come in. That's pretty cool. Now, it's a ways away, so 2025, 2026, you got something to look forward to. But it's still there now, and you've never had Army come in and play at either Jones C. Edwards Stadium or, in my recollection, I don't believe Army's ever played football in Huntington against the Thundering Herd. So you've got a military school coming in. You've got plenty of tie-ins. Uh, it's a home-and-home and we talked about this looking at some of the games nationally that were picked up by, say, NFL Network, CBS Sports. When we were looking at the Conference USA schedule, a game like Army is going to be a national TV pickup. You know it's going to be. If CBS Sports sees that schedule and goes, hey, uh, there's Marshall and Army. Guess what? We're going to pick that up. That's going to make a lot of sense for us on a national level. And there you go. So you know that one's going to be on TV. And CBS probably going to pick that one up, at least CBS Sports Network. It's definitely going to be one of their uh, prime choices. And it's an opener also for the Thundering Herd in a few years. It'll be fun. I think it will be a, a fun series, and you never know. Maybe you get Navy on the schedule. Maybe you, you can do something uh, a little bit more frequent with the service academies. If you have a, a good good relationship with Army, I'm sure that's going to carry over because then maybe Navy shows up. Who knows? Wouldn't it be cool to have Navy come in? I'd love to see Navy come in. But Army right there. Uh, and they've been fun to root for over the last few years. It's hard to root against Army, especially Army-Navy game. The success that they're starting to have, and you've been rooting for them to finally be successful. Once upon a time, Army was a national power. Once upon a time, because college football wasn't about the brand anymore. This wasn't a, a sport in which Alabama could Alabama it. TV money could throw all the resources you possibly can at it, and you can get yourself a good football team. Army was doing it the old-fashioned way, and yeah, it was a different kind of game back then, and it was a different style, and it was really a different time, but... Army was a power back in the day. And of course, you know, I'm excited because you got Army, you got Navy, of course. You know, you'd never have had those teams come in. And now you've got Army coming in. And hey, let's not forget, you do have Navy coming in as well. I mean, you look at these schedules. I mean, I'm almost uh, excited for the fact that Army's coming in. You know, I don't mean to overlook Navy, but you got Navy coming in as well. So you've got agreements with some really good schools coming in and you've got Notre Dame that's a game on your schedule that's huge so now 
you look at the scheduling here in the next few years, and you've got some pretty solid teams. So, yeah, you got the service academies coming in. That's pretty cool that you've got Army. And, again, I don't mean to overlook Navy, but the Army announcement is pretty cool. I think I'm probably more excited for Army than I am Navy, but uh, don't tell the midshipmen that, okay? Don't, don't, don't tell them that. Don't tell them that, um, um, that I'm not excited for them. Navy's in 2001. Midshipmen are in 2023. Army, of course, will be on the schedule 2025 and, of course, 2026. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive, Paul Swan, your host on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Let's take a glance at Marshall's future non-conference opponents. And, of course, you know the 2019 slate with VMI at Boise State, Ohio, and then Cincinnati. 2020, you've got East Carolina on the road, Pitt, Ohio on the road, Boise State. And then 2021 at Navy. East Carolina, at Appalachian State, that's pretty solid. 2022, at Notre Dame, Appalachian State, I'm all about that. 2023, here's, it's getting interesting because you've got Navy in 2023, at East Carolina, Liberty, and Virginia Tech. That's a pretty solid non-conference schedule, especially for whatever you want to call Marshall, a G5, a Conference USA, non-Power 5, whatever you want to call them. That's pretty solid right there. And then you start adding in some of the other schedules. So 2025, just looking ahead. So your 2025 schedule is going to feature Army, and that is going to be at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, at Western Michigan, and East Carolina. That's not bad. That'll be interesting. You don't know, of course, what East Carolina is going to be in 2025. You don't know what Western Michigan is going to be in 2025. But you throw Army on that, and you're pretty good. And then you look at 2024, Western Michigan at Liberty at Virginia Tech. So expect one more home announcement there. So that's your your non-conference schedule over the next several years. And, of course, you don't know what Conference USA is going to look like. So you can't answer those questions until you play, but you're playing some names. Now, is this Alabama? No. Is this Auburn? No. Is this Georgia? No. Is this Clemson? No. Is this Ohio State? No. Is this Michigan? No. Is this USC? No. You see where I'm going. But this is a schedule that makes sense, manageable. These are teams that Marshall can be competitive with. There's no reason why Marshall can't be competitive in 2019 with VMI, Ohio, Cincinnati, with Boise State being one that's going to be a challenge for the herd. 2020, Marshall should be able to compete with East Carolina, Pitt, Ohio, you hope Boise State. 2021, you should be able to compete with these schools, right? That's what you hope, that you're able to compete and maybe even be better than these schools that are in front of you. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the program, you can always go back and listen to it on the podcast. Apple Podcast is where I tell everyone to go. There's also Stitcher Radio. There is TuneIn. 
There's Anchor. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. For our entire staff here, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It's been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.